0: Welcome to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined and dedicated to silencing the chatter about what women should and shouldn't be doing as they age. Here to bring you stories about women in their 70s, 80s, and 90s, women who are leading inspiring lives that make a difference to themselves and others are Catherine Marino and Gail Zelitsky. Hello, I'm Gail. Hello, I'm Catherine.
1: We are really excited today to bring to you a woman who has had many lives, and who was one of the first pioneers reaching out to America's 78 million baby boomers and seniors, beginning all the way back in 1990, Sharon Sultan Cutler was a, in her own way, she she began things that people weren't doing. She ran Long Island's first 50 plus expos. She launched a trade show company. She published. a a first local print magazine for the Penny Savers newspapers, Mature Choices. And she created a senior help hotline called Mature Resources, matching people to products, services and resources. So for women over 70, this is really an important thing. And, And we felt that we wanted to bring Sharon on so she could talk a little bit about how she got into all of this at such a young age. Sharon, you are now 72, newly 72? Newly 72. And you've been doing all of this since 1990. So tell us a little bit about those early years and you know what, what it was that you were doing. I know you were big in journalism and a uh, feature writer on many websites. Give us a little background on that. Right.
2: Okay. I was getting a divorce, which I feel is, for many of us, is the new normal. At some point, I was getting a divorce in uh, the late, uh, the early 1980s. And I always said, I'm going to go back to work. And so what did I do? I'm practical. I started a nanny agency so my two young sons could have good child care. Mm-hmm. And, and that was practical. And then it really zoomed. And it became a home health care agency. So I went into elder care and I realized how many older people needed assistance. Uh, From there, I said, I'm approaching 50. And I said, nobody in a big way was uh, doing things with the 50 plus population. And I said, I want to match businesses and nonprofits and senior agencies with the consumers that really need their help, but they don't know how to find them. And that's always been my thing, to be the connecting hand between the consumer and the resources that they need, whether it be a travel agency that caters to their you know, needs, or a home health care, or just about anything. So I started this Mature Resources. I like the name. I used to be Domestic Solutions when I was a nanny agency, <laughs> Mature Resources. And that was my uh, idea and the umbrella for all the stuff I did. And as soon as I did that, and I didn't know how to do a trade show, I had like four to 5,000 people coming to the shows <laughs>
1: each
2: time we did them. <laughs>
1: You, you you seem to have this this uh, ability to to be where you need to be at the time you need to be there and I, I that's quite a skill and you you um, so you so you were you, you, what what did you do after the uh, nanny thing did you did you sell it did you what what happened after
2: oh uh, I was corrupted uh, a little Thing happened. I took in a partner. I don't know if you heard about the book, The Sociopath Next Door, but I picked out the wrong partner, and he ended up pushing me out of my own business. Mm. So I learned a hard and expensive lesson, and then I was crushed because I always thought people were honest. Wrong assumption. So what I did was um, I gathered myself up again and started with the concept of Mature Resources as a hotline. So we were like before Angie's List and Home Advisor, a little small scale uh, company on Long Island. I had over 100 companies that signed up for us, with us, and we would do road shows. I hired people and we would speak like to the telephone pioneers or go to a library and stuff. We got a lot of publicity in the media because we were performing a free, a free service like Andrew's List.
1: How would you support yourself during those years?
2: Uh, good, good alimony. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, something worked out, right?
3: <laughs>
2: right, 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 right. I try to find a, a rainbow at the end of a tunnel, whatever. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I started to make money. I really started to make money. And I saw that, hey, my ideas were sound. They were trending things. And uh, I mean, who wouldn't love to go to a free event where I had Joy Behar as an entertainer or I had some rock and roll people, bands and orchestras and stuff like that. And twice a year, I had that. I had health fairs and uh caregiver workshops, all different kinds of things. How did you
1: make money from all of that did you Did you get paid advertising or what how? right
2: it was It was the companies that paid for the space, mm-hmm. the vendors at the expos who paid us. Then we had sponsor levels, different sponsor levels. We sold workshop space. I mean, if I could sell the Brooklyn Bridge, I probably would do that. <laughs> I
1: think if someone
2: great. needed it, if someone really, really needed the Brooklyn
1: Bridge, so you did that for i don't know when you stopped doing that, but then so many years passed and and suddenly you were an author, and you know, I have a copy of your book here, The Bandstand Diaries, right. And it's really a beautiful tomb that that everybody should have for their coffee tables, right? Because it's a coffee table book, right. Yes. You, you subtitle it, The Philadelphia Years, 1956 to 1963. Right. How did you get into this?
2: Again, I saw a niche that had not been followed through by anybody the regulars on the show they were called the regulars they were philadelphia kids 14 to 18 years old ordinary high school kids they went to dick clark's american bandstand every day monday through friday and they danced and then uh abc really didn't think it would pan out at all within weeks it had over 20 million viewers (laughs) on black and white, you know, who watched it on their black and white TV sets. Including me. Including <laughs> you. You watched it? Mm-hmm. You bet. I watched it too. With my doorknob, my basement doorm- doorknob. But people danced with their refrigerator doors. I mean, it, it sounds crazy, but we loved the show. We loved the regulars. My premise was whatever became of the regulars as the, as, as the main idea of the book So I found Arlene Sullivan, who was part of a a couple called Kenny and Arlene, and everyone knew people by their first names. And they were the first reality stars. They were on Hollywood show magazines in different places and mobbed wherever they went. It was also the dawn of rock and roll. Dick Clark really introduced rock and roll to the masses. Mm -hmm. So it had a lot of meaning, and it was the first time the teenagers were highlighted because they used to be just lumped together with children. So I found Arlene, and she poo-pooed me, and she said, "Uh, you seem like a nice lady, but people have tried for over 50 years to get us to do movies, documentaries, plays, books. Why would I work with you? You've never written a book. I said, well, the worst you can do Is just write some, uh, write your diary of your life, you know, short about 20 pages, and let me prove you uh, that I can do it. And at the book launch, which we had at the original studio, I had several of the handsome, now 70 and 80 year old regulars (laughs) came up to me and patted me on the shoulder and said, Sharon, you did. What people have tried to do for over 50 years.
1: Yeah, congratulations on that. It's really it's really a terrific book. I've given it as gifts uh, to many people. Yeah. yeah, I really love it. And, and and the uh so Arlene was who? Arlene Sullivan. She was, I
2: think she was 13. A lot of kids lied about their age. When they went on the show, you know, people older now lie about their ages. But
1: we women are still doing that.
2: Yeah, we shouldn't. OK, that's one of my rules. But uh, Arlie was probably the best person that I could have had as a co-author because she never made enemies. She, she was darling. She was sweet. She was refined. Um, and the regulars gravitated to her. Mm-hmm. The oh, the regulars that I've met, and I've met them several occasions, they're all nice. But she was, in my mind, a wonderful person to assemble the other regulars. You know, she had people call me. I called them through her. So I got a lot of introductions.
0: So this was your focus on the, the teenagers and how they helped bring rock and roll to the masses. And then uh, a couple of years ago, it seems that you, again, turned your attention to Older people, people sixty five and older right and i I know somewhere you said that they're vital, visible, and opinionated, and right. we need to pay attention to them, and we couldn't agree more uh, right. I, I heard that you have a self-help book that's coming or has come out or coming out soon no it's it's coming out when I can finish it.
2: <laughs> yes, it's like my first book, it's an illustrated. Very unusual looking coffee table book, which people can pick up and let's say they want to read about being a superager or being uh, what to do if your husband gets ill or what to do for your leisure time. It's going to have short conversational chapters, which because people's attention spans are just like a goldfish. Just about eight seconds or something. Um, so what uh, what I'm going to do is uh, have breakout sections of the book, like uh, your new you resolutions, a take off my you know a take my new year resolutions. It's going to have vision vision boards in each chapter. It's going to have time travel in each chapter you know, associated with that category. It's going to have tip sheets, quizzes, mm-hmm. profiles of people. We're looking for wonderful women and men over seven, uh, over 65 who have changed their lives or, uh, you know, just done wonderful things. Uh,
0: so you want to feature stories of other people in addition to your own stories and your own...
2: Um, well, mine It's mostly... Advice, self help, and motivational.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, what someone's going to get from the book is I, I think in, in the introduction I wrote, if your life is 100% perfect, then this book isn't for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we all have concerns. Everything changes, and sometimes traumatic changes happen overnight. Sometimes wonderful things happen overnight. Some things take a longer time to develop. But, like, I just called a friend up this morning. We're talking about my husband's medication. And she said, why don't you get him blister packs? And I had not heard of blister packs. And I said, that's a wonderful thing to put in the health section, you know, where you have a pharmacy, Mm -hmm. all the medications you take. And you just each day, you just go and you push the thing down and you take all your pills for that day. (laughs) <laughs> so there's there's so many things we're going to have lbgtq section we're going to mm-hmm. have a sex section
3: mm-hmm.
2: super ages your aging body and we want people we want to empower people that is no longer you being a senior older over the hill and stuff like that we're very vital i mean i mm-hmm. consider myself very vital now as a matter of fact, I'm applying for a fellowship. I don't know if I'll get it, but I hope I will uh, through Encore for mm-hmm. to be a uh, Encore like a leader. They're picking a few people out of the country, uh, around the country to who are thought people, you know, uh, uh, thought leaders and influencers. And I believe that I can be one of the zealots of the 65 plus movement.
1: I believe you can too, Sharon. You, you define you know. yourself as a positive aging activist. Right. And so this sounds very much up your alley. Right. And, you know, you, you definitely are an inspiring role. I love the term super, agers super that you yeah.
2: I'm yeah. learning all these
1: great things. We'll probably even have a dictionary
2: in the book.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh-huh.
3: Yeah.
2: So the, the fact that it's illustrated. I was also going to say one thing. You know, I was in the 50 plus market and essentially we can have younger people read the book for themselves for the future and also for their parents because a lot of people i was just reading an article yesterday are in their 70s and 80s and have parents that are 90s and 100s right? yes so the the there is a huge audience for this and by 2030 everybody all the baby boomers will be 65 plus so you're talking about a lot of people
1: yes <laughs> It's a big market. Right. uh, Well, that's why we've created Women Over 70, the podcast, and a Facebook community so that people who are in their 70s, 80s, and 90s have a a place to go, and they can uh, resonate with others who are in those ages. I think that's terrific. That's really terrific. Yeah. In fact, we're creating a uh, My Aging Reimagined Journal that people will be able to download, so that they can wow. do some of these things that you're suggesting, and you know. So we're hoping that that's terrific that's going to be useful as well. Right.
0: We uh, we've all, we also think that uh, our podcast, all the work that you're doing, while we're focusing on people who are aging, uh, that that there's a lot of uh, wisdom and lessons to be shared with younger people. I have a 29-year-old daughter who's very eager to listen to our podcast, and I know she would enjoy the, the book that you have coming out soon. She says, Mom, we need to know about this. We need to be looking ahead. She said, and I need to understand you better.
1: <laughs> That's probably the most important thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sharon, let me ask you this. Sure. Uh, Ten years ago, or even when you were in your 50s, Right. What what do you know now that you wish you could have told yourself in your 50s or 60s that uh, that would be useful for you now that you're in your 70s? Okay. one of the things and I've been interviewed on
2: a couple of podcasts and and different things on this. uh, Because my life was different financially, then I would say. Two things about money, save more and spend less.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Good advice.
2: right. And then I would also say that we emphasize new you in the new book because you can reinvent or reignite yourself. So I want people to know, as I've discovered, that you can be vital. Whether you're working or not, whether you have ambitions to travel, whatever it is, you can do it. You know, I do things very creatively now. Uh, but I also got wisdom from my life experiences, and I've had certainly had a lot of different things. Like everybody else, I just feel that I'm in my prime right now.
3: <laughs>
2: and I'm feeling good about it. Also, becoming an author which I had not thought about 10 years or so ago. It changed my life. Uh, It's not that the book is making me a million dollars, but it gave me the authority and the ability to say to myself, gee, you can write a book and you can write a book that people like and love. And as a matter of fact, we don't have the complete uh, picture yet. But I have two Hollywood famous guys who are now pitching the book. They optioned the book to make a major motion picture.
1: (laughs) It would be a great motion picture. Wouldn't it be happy? Yeah, it really would. It would be you know reliving Bandstand days. That would be very exciting. Yeah, very exciting. So, Uh, so you know, and and life also gives us uh, unintended, uninvited. Uh, challenges that we don't expect necessarily. Uh, I like that you do refer to yourself as a positive aging activist. And and uh, you've talked a little bit about, you know, being able to be resilient and creative. Is, is there anything else you might want to share uh, that would help us understand you a little bit more and where you're coming from? I was going to
2: say, only my therapist knows for sure. But but, uh, that anything, uh, well, as far as I'm concerned, I like finding niches. But most important, I like to help people. Yes, if I can help people either to enjoy an experience or to find a resource, I mean, there are so many things as we get older that we have to face and face up to, and goodness knows. You could be busy twenty four seven every day of the week trying to look up things. If I can help people all across America and beyond to find this, to to do self help, you know, to be able to find the resources when they want it, it's you know, and uh, it's continuing my journey through fifty plus resources and. Now it's with uh, the in group.
0: <laughs> yes. How can people find you, Sharon?
2: Okay. I have a, an email, bandstanddiaries at gmail.com. The book is at bandstanddiaries.com. The new book, it's a long email, so we can just do everything through bandstand. But I just looked up my profile on Google and oh, I yeah, said yeah. to myself, wow. I don't even think my husband knows this. I have so many things that I've done that I don't remember I've done. <laughs> and so, uh, years and years ago, I remember thinking to myself, "I want to have, in a hundred years, an obituary that has some meaning that I could sound like a famous writer, a famous, whatever it is, <laughs> a famous actress, a famous comedian." You know, something that I tells my life story with meaning. So all these years, I've been filling up, hopefully, a eulogy for myself that has a lot of great stuff in it, a lot of great material.
1: Good for you. Good for you. You are an inspiration, that's for sure. Thank you. And uh, we thank you very much for coming on the show. Oh, I'm and, delighted! I'm delighted, Gail. And and is thrilled to have you, and um, we will be talking with you again soon. I'm sure we'll want to know more when your book comes out. Terrific! And I would like to help you promote
2: your your podcast too. So you'll send me all the information, or I might even have it already.
1: As soon as this episode is ready to launch, you will have everything you need. Terrific. Yeah. Thank you, ladies. Thank, Thank you,
2: you,
0: Sharon. Sharon. Thanks right. so much. Right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. If you like what you've heard today, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. In what ways are you shattering the myth that women over 70 are no longer relevant or visible? How are you celebrating aging? Join with us. Make your voice heard. Find us at womenover70.com.